Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode seven of the Give or Take podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Patton. And before we start, I'd like to apologize for this one coming out a day late. I've just been a little busy, so this podcast, it might be all over the place. It's probably going to end up being shorter than the rest because I'm sort of just doing this quickly on the fly so I could get one out this week. So just a little heads up saying just this won't be my best podcast for sure, but it's something. I'll tell you that. All right, so starting off with the NFL, last week, they started coming out with their top 100, and so I went over that. And so now I'll go over the top 40 players that they have without giving out the top 10 because they haven't given that out, but they have said the players in it. So starting off with 40, Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. See, I find that interesting because last season I feel like he didn't do amazing, but that could also be because I didn't watch him play a whole lot. I didn't hear him a whole lot so because he's not one of those household named players in the league that you hear from like Von Miller, Khalil Mack, one of those dudes. But Bradley Chubb certainly is a talent. Then 39, Kyler Murray. I was shocked about this one. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's a bit low for the season he just had. I'm shocked he's not getting as much hype as he had as Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson and him play on pretty much the same. But I will say Kyler Murray is a better player in my opinion. And speaking of Ravens players, 38, Marlon Murphy. Marlon Humphrey, my bad. Holy, I just messed up on that big time. Then 37, Darius Leonard. 36, David Bakhtiari. 35, Darren Waller. 34, Chris Chris Jones. 33, Quentin Nelson. I personally think Quentin Nelson is way too low. I think he's the best lineman in the league, and for him to not even be top 20 is just so disrespectful. Then number 32, Joey Bosa, and 31, Jamal Adams. Then 30, Aaron Jones. That one came as a shock to me. 29, Julio Jones. 28, Devin White. 27, DeForest Buckner. 26, Nick Chubb. 25, Bobby Wagner. See, I feel like that Bobby Wagner pick is a little bit too high. He is still one of the top linebackers in the league, but I don't think he's a top 25 player in the league. Then 24, Lamar Jackson. Too high for my liking with that one. 23, Khalil Mack. 22, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is way too high. I'm taking Julio Jones over him any day of the week. But they decide to put him seven spots higher than DK Metcalf. Or lower than DK Metcalf. 21, Fred Warner. 20, Delvin Cook. 19, Buda Baker. I was shocked about that Buda Baker. He is starting to get the recognition that he's starting to deserve. But I feel like it's a little too high. 18, Deshaun Watson. 17, Xavier Howard. 16, Miles Garrett. 15, Tyreek Hill, 14, Alvin Kamara, 13, Jalen Ramsey, 12, Russell Wilson, and 11, Stephon Diggs. I feel like with this week, there's not too much that's like, whoa, why is this person much higher as there was in previous rankings that have come out. So that's certainly going to be something.
I really don't know with I guys usually I take notes before each podcast but this week I sort of just slacked off I've been busy so I haven't really done any of that so I'm coming in here unprepared so that top 50 top 40 was something that I planned but that's it but recently the Broncos did name their starting quarterback it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. I'm not too shocked about that. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback, but I feel like Drew Locke does have a good amount of potential still, although he hasn't lived up to those expectations that he's been given yet. Then another quarterback that got named the starter this week, Trevor Lawrence. He finally finished out the quarterback competition going over there in Jacksonville. So now he'll be the QB1, and QB2 will be Gardner Minshew. Me personally, I think it's better to put Gardner Minshew in. But, I mean, when you have a talent level like Trevor Lawrence, I feel like you kind of have to start him first year. Then the Rams, they also made a trade recently. I believe it was a conditional fifth-round pick and sixth-round pick for Sony Michelle. So that's going to beef up the running back room after Cam Akers went down. And for fantasy, that does change a lot because now it will look like they'll be going more with a running back committee, just like what the Miami Dolphins plan to do this year. And so that's going to drop Daryl Henderson Jr.'s value a little bit. I'm no fantasy expert, so don't fully listen to me, but I do know some things I'm talking about. Then these rookie quarterbacks this preseason, they've continued immensely to impress me so much they all just seem so talented Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are the two biggest standouts for me I'm not too shocked about either of them though I was both really high on them coming into the draft I was shocked Mac Jones fell that far but a ton of people weren't believing into the hype like I was then we had another serious rookie injury Travis Etienne, a first-round pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe the 26th pick. He is now out for the rest of the season after fracturing the middle of his foot, I believe it was. And then Mekhi Becton, he is now hurt with injury. I forgot what it is. Then I'm trying to think if there's any more injuries. Uh, no, I don't believe so. And then Robbie Anderson, he got an extension from the Carolina Carolina Panthers. It's going to be a two-year extension, so not that much, but it's going to be $29.5 million total, meaning that's going to be however much money it is per year, $14.5 million, I want to say that is. It's not a bad contract. But it is a little higher than I'd guess coming into the year. But, I mean, he's going to give that production and that value at the wide receiver spot and will help out Sam Darnold this year over there in Carolina because Sam Darnold, he hasn't been the best, but I think Carolina is definitely a very good spot for him to go to because they have the wide receivers 
They have an all right offensive line. They just need a tight end for their offense to really be something like that. And then you also got Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league, best pass catching back in the league, coming off of an injured year, but he still played great the few games that he did play. And then the year before that, he had 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. I mean, it can't get any better from that from a player standpoint in the league, which, I mean, yeah, I'd certainly name him the number one running back in the league. I have my top five running backs on TikTok if you'd like to go see. It's give or take pod, G-I-V-E-O-R-T-A-K-E-P-O-D. Just type that in on TikTok. Scroll down through my videos. It was one of my first videos. I did my top fives on running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers and tight ends. So you guys should, should certainly go check that out. Um, I'm trying to make this as raw and uncut as possible because I feel like it's just something. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, earlier today, he was placed on the COVID list. So he'll be out for however long that is, like 10 days. Then it's looking like the Ravens are set to trade Sean Wade, their rookie cornerback, to the New England Patriots for a seventh-round pick and a fifth-round pick, which it's not bad. I don't know too much about Sean Wade. Oh, Yesterday, Dak Prescott, he participated in team drills for the first time since injury. And that is actually huge for the Cowboys. Because I think Dak Prescott, with his health, it will either make or break their season. I could see their ceiling being as high as winning the NFC East and making the playoffs. Or getting third in the NFC East with a horrible record going like, Four and 13, however many games they play, 17. So, yeah, four and 13 could certainly be their lowest. Then Michael Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie, they both face fines for not following COVID protocol. Um, the 49ers, they released Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen and then was picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. Then Joe Judge, he recently came out saying Barkley must partake in live contact drills to play in week one. Which, I mean, yeah, I certainly think it should go like that. He is supposed to be your franchise running back. And if he's seriously hurt like he is, then you got to rest him for as long as possible because you guys are nowhere near contenders and you're going to want him to be healthy while trying to become a contender, I guess you could say. But, yeah, that's going to be it for football, and now we'll be moving on to our next sport. So now I'll talk a little baseball. Like I said, this podcast won't be long. I'm aiming for like 25 minutes, hopefully. But the Orioles, they snapped their 19-game losing streak. 
if you guys haven't heard about that, they went on an insane historical 19-game losing streak. And the Angels were the team that ended up not being able to beat them. But Shohei Otani, he hit home run number 41, which is crazy what he's doing for them, the Angels this year. It's just sad to see that they could have had Mike Trout and Shohei playing at the same time. But it just didn't happen because of Mike Trout's injury. And now, Miguel Cabrera, holy, I can't believe I almost forgot about that one. He hit his 500th career home run for the Detroit Tigers. So, congrats to him. That's certainly a milestone worth being proud of. And then another big news from another great player, Yadier Molina. He confirmed that he plans to retire after not this season, but next season. So that's going to be sad for Cardinals fans. I don't really care for him because I'm a Cubs fan and I was, I'm was i tired of watching him be so good against the Cubs. Then it also came out that Justin Verlander, he won't return for the rest of the year after his Tommy John surgery and recovery which isn't a shock. When someone gets that, you don't expect them to be back. But Alex Bregman, after missing two months, he is expected to come back. So I guess that's good for the Astros, the Cheaters. Then the Yankees, they're extending their win streak right now to 11 games, which is their first time since 1985. Um, what else is huge? Oh, this video came out the other day of Javier Baez swinging and missing at a strikeout. And it was horrible. I'm glad the Cubs traded him if he is swinging at pitches like that. Either expected, either he expected a fastball right down the middle and it just didn't end up being a fastball. But holy cow, that was so embarrassing for him. Then another thing, my Chicago Cubs, we were lucky to end our 13-game Wrigley Field losing streak on top of just our losing streak in general. That was horrible. And I really hope that after this year, we somehow get better so we don't go on huge losing streaks like we have already. But the odds of that happening, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be quite low because the Cubs were clearly a rebuilding team at this point. But I forgot who said it. Someone in the Cubs organization said they do want us to be a playoff team next season. But I just don't see that happening unless they sign a plethora of pitchers and just a plethora of players in general to fill out our roster instead of just having a bunch of AAA players. Like right now, we got a 30-year-old rookie expected, well, not expected, I'm not going to say that, but he's in the contention to win Rookie of the Year. 
Like, you shouldn't be having that in your organization. I feel like that just shows how bad your team really is if a 30-year-old is like that. Then, um, another thing, after this historic Field of Dreams game, I believe last week I announced how it's going to be Cubs and Reds, but now it came out that it will be played August 11th. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. No, it won't. Never mind. It's the Cubs versus Reds. The Cubs being absolute garbage. Disappointing for me, too. So there's that and the MLB. Oh, yeah. One thing, sticking with this baseball topic before I head into the next sport. With the Little League World Series, Gavin Weir, I believe his name is, he's been absolutely incredible so far in his Eight starts during the Little League World Series and the rounds leading up to that. He's 8-0 with 43 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's thrown 609 pitches, and only one of those pitches has been a hit, and zero of them has have been a run. He's had 114 strikeouts with six walks, and he's faced a total of 132 batters and has struck out 114 of them which is absolutely incredible. This dude is pure talent, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him get drafted to the MLB in a few years when he's old enough to be in the draft because what he's doing is just absolutely wild and I feel like isn't being talked about enough. So now heading on over to the NBA, not too much news, but Mike Bolden, Budenholzer, He's got a three-year extension on the table for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a done deal. That doesn't come to a shock as he won a ring this past upcoming year. And then Nerlens Noel, he's filing a lawsuit against his ex-agent Rich Paul and Clutch Sport for something about the negotiations when he was a free agent. And something like that. I didn't fully look into it because I truly don't really care. And then Jerry Dudley, he's retiring to join the Mavs staff. And then he said he was shocked that the Lakers didn't sign him back. Which, how are you shocked by that when you're averaging like 0.2 blocks per game, zero points per game, stuff like that. So that's something. Then... Happy belated birthday to the late Kobe Bryant. Truly a great player that his life was sadly cut short. I'm sure all you guys know. I'm not going to talk too much about it. But on some bright side, Klay Thompson, the Warriors are targeting to have him back by Christmas Day, which I'm really glad that's going to be happening because... He's one of my favorite players in the league. I love his play style with his catch and shoot and then his heart that he gives on defense. For him to miss, what's it, two seasons now? It's just so sad, and I wish the best for him. Then the Boston Celtics, they're retiring Kevin Garnett's number five jersey this March. Once again, shouldn't come to a shock as anyone that does pay attention to basketball, he's been 
a legend for that organization. But now they're going to have a little issue in numbers years down the line. Not like currently or like 10 years in the future. I'm talking like 70 years in the future maybe with all the retired numbers because they have a massive amount of them retired. Now coming on over to the NHL, Andrei Shvechnikov. I hope I pronounced that properly. I've always struggled to say his name. But he is now finally extended from the Carolina Hurricanes with an eight-year, $62 million, which will be $7.75 million on average each year. The dude's a great player. I definitely knew he was going back to Carolina. I'm just shocked with how long it took him to get that extension. Then Sean Coutier, I believe is how you say his name, from the Philadelphia Flyers, he's signing an eight-year, $7.75 million deal as well. Once again, shouldn't come to a shock. The dude, he's been good for them. He's been wrapping the A on his jersey. So that's not really a shock. Then the Senators, their head coach, he is finally coming out and he's deciding that he will be naming a captain. Um oh one big thing, rest in peace to his brother to Jimmy Hayes. I'm really sorry about that. I hope that this doesn't affect his brother Kevin Hayes play, but I hope his family and everyone closely related to Jimmy Hayes is able to mourn peacefully and be able to come back by the time that the NHL season comes around. But it makes sense if Kevin Hayes does decide to take a little time off. He certainly deserves it after going through a tragedy like that. So just rest in peace to him. I really hope that he's okay. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this podcast. I'm sorry for it coming out a day late and then being shorter. I promise better next week because for the NFL, I plan out giving my award predictions. So stay tuned for that. Um, Anything else big? This is going to be the last week of preseason, thankfully, so regular season football will be coming back. And then we'll just see how that goes. But I plan on each week coming out with my predictions on who I think will win each matchup. Like this week or week one of the regular season, it's going to be Bears versus Rams. For example, I'd say I think the Rams are going to win. And I'll simply just do that with every game that's going on, including the Thursday games the Monday games, and so on. So stay tuned for that. And if you guys would like to keep up with me and see more content on me, go follow my TikTok at GiverTakePod, G-I-V-E-O-R-T-A-K-E-P-O-D, GiverTakePod. That is also my Instagram. If you'd like to give me a follow, please do so. And I'd like to say thank you guys very much and see you next week.